0: Elias with 2.32 left in the third, and the Devils have taken a 2-1 lead. Here's Grossman with a wrist shot, and Bodor snatches it out of midair. Here's 88, Lindroth makes the move, and Lindroth...
1: What is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Trey Matthews. It's Friday, everybody. The weekend is here. And what better way to celebrate your weekend than to be talking about the New Jersey Devils? So let's get back into it. If you hadn't checked out the last episode, I know I say this every single episode, give that a listen. That was probably the most important and most heartful episode that I have ever done. I just basically demonstrated... What it's like to be black in America. My personal perspective of seeing it and how kneeling for the national anthem isn't disrespecting America, isn't disrespecting the flag, and isn't disrespecting the military. But it's just doing so much more than what people think. And that basically the main takeaway from that episode is that we need compassion, love, and understanding even if you don't get something Because without those qualities, then we're gonna remain at conflict. We're gonna remain unheard, and we're gonna remain not being progressive. And that's not what this country needs. We need understanding, even if you don't get a certain viewpoint. Anyway, if you get the chance, please give that episode a listen to. It's very important that everyone needs to be heard, and it was my duty to use my platform to express my opinion and just basically inform my viewers what I go through, what I see everyone else going through, and basically how we need to see things from a different perspective, because perspective is everything. Remember that if you don't remember anything else, I inform you on this show. But that was yesterday's episode discussion, and now we have to shift our focus to this episode and discuss what's on the agenda for today. Remember how I informed you guys a few episodes back that if a sports season were to get canceled, it does affect next season? The reason for that is because of the CBA because if owners were to lose the profit they make from certain games like with no fans in attendance no television games etc the list goes on and on then the CBA would get messed up and that could result in a lockout and players go on strike and it could result in no season. The reason for that is because players are going to think why are you cutting my salary in half the reason you make your money is from me so remember a few years back, or maybe not a few years back, but uh, I'd say about 15 years ago where there was no NHL season. That was a 2004-2005 season because there was a strike, the CBA, the players, the owners. To save time and put it in lamest terms, let's just say they couldn't come to a mutual agreement about this factor, this factor, and this so factor. And part of that is because of the CBA. So there's a lockout, no NHL season. It's canceled entirely. So that's why canceling a season is always easier said than done. It's because of the CBA. There's been a few other instances where there's been lockout NHL seasons for briefly because if you remember following the 2004 and 2005 cancellation season, the season was delayed a few games back the following year. So yeah, that, that's why canceling a season easier said than done because it does affect next year just letting you know, just reiterating that. Now, why am I bringing this up, you may ask? Well, in today's episode, this is gonna be broken down into a two-parter, so part one will be posted today, obviously, and part two will be aired tomorrow. We are gonna talk about the CBA, how does this affect the NHL in general, and how does this affect the New Jersey Devils? So, we're gonna take a look at what a CBA is, because even though I've touched on it before, I don't think I've further explained what it truly is, and we're also going to look at the reaction From uh, the GM of the Devils, Tom Fitzgerald, in his interview with Amanda Stein, it's kind of a lengthy interview, so that's why I'm going to break this episode into a a two-parter, so that way we can fully explain the new CBA rules and how does this affect our particular respective team. So before I begin my analysis, I first need to explain what the NHL Collective Bargaining Agreement is. So I just explain what a CBA stands for. It ultimately is a labor agreement which reflects the results of collective bargaining negotiations between the National Hockey League Players Association and National Hockey League, the commissioner, and the other team owners. So like I said, it's a bunch of agreements saying, listen, we will do this, but you have to pay this. You also have to provide us this if we do that. So... It's basically that written contract saying this represents the players, and this represents the owners. And if that contract is broken or can't be reached to an agreement, guess what? A lockout is going to happen and everything shuts down. No games, no negotiations, no free agent signings, no draft picks, nothing happens. Everything freezes. Similar to how a goalie gloves a puck. Everything stops. Now what is this agreement you might ask? Well, the NHL Players Association and the league in general agreed to a collective bargaining through the years. 2025 and 2026 season, which is great news for a lot of younger teams that have a long way to go in their development and what team does that remind me of oh right the new jersey devils a young team that has a lot of development and growth to do because you don't want to stun that growth and development otherwise you might get a bunch of scrub players because this year was pretty much bad enough and it kind of halted our development of our younger players like nico heizer and jack hughes because when the COVID 19 suspension came Like the goalie gloving the puck, everything froze, everything stopped, nothing could happen, and our season ends up getting canceled. We couldn't play the rest of our regular season. We weren't one of those fortunate, lucky teams to do so. So our season's done, and thus the development kind of halted just a tad bit. And if the entire NHL season were to cancel and thus lead to a lockout, that can really Just be a bad domino effect for the devils because remember when they went to the stanley cup in 2012 yes they didn't win we've been over this but what happened the year after there was a lockout they only played about 48 games and they were never the same after that they didn't make the playoffs i believe for five straight years they make it in 2018 losing the first round but you see what i'm hinting at the season were to stop abruptly for a longer period of time it really does have a long-lasting effect, not only on the NHL, but younger teams as well that need development, that need growth, because the contenders, the veterans, They've been here before. They're used to it. They don't need to deal with things like this so often. But the rookies, their bodies are still growing. Their bodies are still developing. Their hockey minds are still expanding. So stuff like this really does hurt our team. But luckily, since the CBA, the NHL, the owners, since everyone was able to come to a mutual agreement, we don't have to worry about that because stuff like this can be very scary. It's always important that the Players Association and the owners, have mutual respect for one another. Otherwise, it could really put one season into jeopardy. It could really cause some turmoil and backlash amongst that organization. It creates awkwardness. It just can create so much havoc that is unnecessary. Look no further than Major League Baseball because they were in jeopardy of canceling their season altogether because the owners, the players, they couldn't come to a mutual agreement on what to do in this certain pandemic because there were some players saying like, don't cut our salary the owners were like we want to take a chunk of your salary it's basically a whole mess but like i said i don't cover baseball i cover hockey so that's i'm just going based on what i hear and also the nfl they were using the hashtag on social media recently saying we want to play that was basically telling the owners like we want to play but you need to up our safety because are we at risk we have kids we have families things of that nature, so it's always great to have mutual respect for one another, and I think the two sports that i have done a great job so far are our league, the National Hockey League, and the NBA, because I'm not hearing too many issues from those two respective leagues in terms of how the owners are treating this, and I think everyone's being fair, and i Liking what I'm seeing so far from this ownership, and I'm liking that a CBA was able to be integrated so quickly. Before we continue, I know, I know, I know you're enjoying what you're listening to, but just hear me out for a second because I need to make an important announcement. Chain stores have a different price tiers for professional mechanics and do it yourself first. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require membership Or account login. Do you want to know the best part? RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto part consumers online for 20 plus years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer best of all (laughs) i know i I already said best of all but this is even better prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and at the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers why spend up to twice as much for the same parts go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck Right, locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably, low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. All right, guys, I got some bad news. I know I said I was going to break down an interview between Tom Fitzgerald and Amanda Stein involving the CBA agreement, and I was going to give you my reaction to it, similar to what I've done in the past three episodes. Unfortunately, there's some sort of technical difficulty, so we're going to have to have a change of plans. So here's what I'm going to do in this episode. I'm going to break down their interview verbally. I'm just going to tell you, maybe not verbatim, but I'm going to give you an idea of what each other was saying in their respective interview, respective questions of respective answers. I'll give you my personal feedback as if, you know, just think of it as me breaking this down, but the video just won't be incorporated. It'll just be me reading uh, what they basically said and give you my reaction. And in tomorrow's episode... I'm going to get another video involving the NHL and CBA and give you guys my personal insight. You know what? I'm going to get it from NHL.com so that way I can still have more to talk about if that makes any sense. But you'll you'll get what I'm saying when you view tomorrow's episode, so stay tuned. So right now, I'm about to break down what Tom Fitzgerald and Amanda Stein discussed in their interview involving the CBA. So basically, the interview starts out with Amanda asking Tom like, how does he feel that there's some sort of labor piece and that there will be a ratified. CBA for the future of the NHL and Tom gives his response saying like nobody wants war in terms of labor he's glad that there was an agreement that could be worked out and he's absolutely right nobody wants a labor dispute but unfortunately it's just something that has to be done in order to be seen or to be heard and make sure that nothing is run under dictatorship in the United States if any of my American viewers are listening to this you know that we have three branches of the government each branch has a responsibility of just looking after one another to make sure that not one of them gets more power so that. way there's no dictatorship there's no unfairness and that's sort of what the NHL and this player agreement is sort of like we want to make sure that no one has more power over another and he's absolutely right Tom Fitzgerald I'm referring to no one wants that the players don't want it the owners don't want it however if it needs to be done it will be done just take 2004 and the 2005 season for example or I shouldn't say season because there was no season because there was a dispute and it resulted in the season getting cancelled So that's a good start. Amanda proceeded to inform Tom that this must be good for the grassroots teams. What she means by that is this is good for a team that's looking for a future and that Gary Bettman is doing a good job to try to maintain that. And Fitzgerald responded by saying... Yes, because you can't sell a product that's not on the ice. He's referring to the young guys. If the young guys aren't on the rink, if they're not seen on the ice, you can't sell them, you can't trade them, you can't keep them, you can't develop them. Remember what I was telling you earlier in the show? This is essential because you don't want a lockout to happen and just stun the growth of your young guys because look what happened to us after the 2012 Stanley Cup. We couldn't develop our players. All right, you guys, I am a soldier, and I fight through problems, and I try to solve them. I think I figured out an alternative to try to get the interview onto this episode, so I'm going to play parts of it, and I'm going to give you my initial reaction to it, which was the original plan. Obviously, we can't play the full interview in today's episode, so it's going to translate to the next episode as well, and we will discuss other CBA videos in the next episode, so stay tuned for that.
2: All right, so let's get into some of the details that we do know right now and one of the things that really pertains to our team is knowing where the dates are on the critical calendar of course things can change in this time and day you know with what's going on in the world but how important is it for you to now have sort of a set of deadlines to know that you're working towards the draft free agency when you know you can expect training camp to start how important is that to you and your group
0: it's very important because we've been dealing with unknowns now for quite some time and um, would we like to be in the bubble playing? Yeah, we would, I and mean, it would have been fun. It would have been, it would have been, give our, our, our community a, a relevance, um, but that's not the case. So now we, we do, we know, we know when these dates are, are gonna be here, what, how we can plan accordingly, whether it's getting back uh, together as an amateur staff, getting together as a pro staff, uh, going through depth charts, going through uh, future potential free agents that are out there filling holes, where do we want to improve? It's like hockey, what you know in a normal world is back, and that's exciting.
1: So remember I told you a few episodes back that sports is a business? Well, here's one of the business aspects to it. So the season doesn't continue if there's no agreement between the Players Association and the owners. It doesn't happen. So when we're in a debate like this, everything freezes. Everything can't restart everything can't be solved you know during the season because we don't know what the future holds so everything absolutely freezes speaking of the bubble we would have loved to be in the bubble if we would have made the playoffs but digressing a little bit this bubble system it doesn't work without an agreement because the owners have to be like okay everything can't go back to normal just yet we can't allow fans this or that is not going to be obtainable in terms of a profit standpoint so it's like how do we retain that profit and i'm going to ask the players Are you okay with your salary getting cut? Because keep in mind, the owners with the loss of fans, possibly sponsorships, television deals, this, that, and a third, it might affect your salary because they're not making the profit that they were intended to make. So that's why the CBA is important and established quickly so that way we can get a clear sense of what the future holds and just knowing that we will get a season and that this or that is guaranteed even in these uncertain circumstances because not everything can just go back to normal with the snap of a finger.
2: When it comes to some of these dates, let's talk about the um, idea that the hope is for training camp to start in mid-November, around November 17th. When we had talked in the past with the 2014s returning, you were talking about how you had hoped that, you know, you could get your team together before the start of, of camp, whenever that was going to be. But this seems like it's a bit earlier than maybe people expected. So do you still have the intention of trying to push towards getting your team together before that?
0: Well, that's, uh, I use the word push. Um, that's a, That's a key word when it comes to... <laughs> Talking with the, the league and asking things, you want to push things forward, and um, I, I would think the other general managers of the, the teams not playing are we do, and I've been in touch with them. You know, no one's happy that we can't be around our players um, unofficially. I guess right now because no one has said anything, um, but being able to do things with our players uh, to to continue to work with them um, is something that is a goal of all of ours, the seven teams. Uh, and what what does that look like? I, I don't have an idea. I, I don't know if it's hey, we're let's see if we can bring our eight to ten prospects in and live here for three three or four weeks, uh, build get a development camp, uh, maybe you know bookend to that. Maybe uh, maybe 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 we get to a place in this world where we can have a team come down to New Jersey and play a rookie game or two, um, and then finally you know can we have a mini camp with our our vets and and be able to. You know, uh, work with them for X amount of days. Maybe it's ten days, twelve days. Um, send them off and, and make sure they're peaking at the right time um, for training camp in November. That that would be that would be awesome if we can do something like that. I just don't know how much pushing uh, we would have to do with the league. But I know I know I'll be pushing for sure. Um, that we'd we'll be able to do something. And, and I, I do know talking to a couple of our veterans.
1: They, they definitely want something like that because they know they need it they need it Okay, now that everything is unfrozen, communication is key in terms of the respective team and what their plans are for the future. And I like Fitzgerald's answer, which is he knows that the team is gonna be rusty when the season starts because, let's face it, when December or January rolls around, which is the projected month for the NHL to restart again, it'll be close to 10 to 11 months where there was no hockey full contact kind of thing for the rookies or the veterans. So I do like the idea and I like the direction of trying to get them all together separately so that way... there's a limited amount of them in the same small facility. So that way they can try to get their wheels back under them. They can remove some of that rust and they can try to get back and get ready for the season because you know it's going to be very difficult. It's going to be very hard. And training camp is essential because without a training camp, that's how injuries happen. That's how they occur. Because if you hadn't played in so long and you try to get back into the swing of things at a full pace, you are just asking to get a serious injury cramps, whatever the case might be. So communication is key and I like the direction that Fitzgerald has. I like the idea that the Devils have, but they got to keep in mind that there's only a limited amount of things in their control. This is up to the league. This is up to health officials. This is up to whatever the case might be because keep in mind, hockey has a lot of foreign players. So that that's also out of their control. What What does the other country allow for the players to do? So that's just something to take into consideration. So anyway, there's a lot more to this Fitzgerald interview than what I just showed you or verbalized, told you. There's a lot more that we're going to cover and we're going to cover that in tomorrow's episode. And if we have time, we'll look at an NHL video, see their opinions. And I'll give you my reaction to that as well. But in terms for today, unfortunately, that's all the time we have for. Us. So I hope you guys enjoy your Friday. You get off work. You get to go home. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy it while it lasts. Enjoy those 48 hours because trust me, they go by quick. So and as a treat for you for missing Wednesdays, Wednesday's episode deadline. I will be posting Saturday, and so there's a double bonus for you. You get to hear me on your Saturday day off. We get to hang out again, and we get to talk about the CBA, and we get to indulge even deeper into Tom Fitzgerald's response to the CBA and my reaction. So look forward to that. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Continue to stay safe and have a great day, New Jersey.